Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, all right, visionary leaders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you with another amazing guest and conversation. Um, you know me, I'm Alona Labari, your host and uh, business consultant. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, how the power of podcasting actually to grow your business. We've had various guests talk about podcasting on the show, and I personally know how great it is for your branding, but I uh, can't wait to learn more um, what our guests will bring with, uh, with him today, Mitch Harley, as to how to leverage the power of podcasting in our business and why is that important and how to do all of that. So, Mitch, thank you so much for finding time to come on our show today. It's so exciting to have you here. No, I, I appreciate the opportunity. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get started. Likewise. So I usually ask my guests at the beginning to just kind of hear a little bit about your background story. What are some of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work you're doing now? Um, so basically, I was on a, a pretty fast track in the corporate world. Um, I climbed very quickly in a short amount of time. Like within eight years, I went from just being that guy on the desk answering phones to looking after a huge region with multiple branches and sales teams and and uh, and then one day it just got pulled out and I was on the street and uh, it was that moment that I said, I'm never going to let myself be dependent. Not that I will never have a job again, but I'll never be dependent on somebody right. because in that moment I lost my vehicle, my phone. I lost my access to everything. I had to walk in the rain to go buy a phone so I could phone home to ask to come get picked up. Like that's, that's the reliance that I had on that company because they gave me everything. So to lose that was kind of a big wake up call for me. And then a few years down the road uh, through some struggle and, and things like that, um, I was complaining about the service of a, of a supplier that I had. And one of my old colleagues that was on the phone and they just said, Mitch, either shut up or do something about it. And, uh, I was like, well, that's, that's a good point. Okay. So I started up a sales and management training company. I started a module based program that was customizable for companies. And through my development of that and outreach, trying to build those classes up, um, I came across somebody that was interested in what I was doing. And together we just kind of brainstormed. And a week later we started our first podcast and we never looked back. Mm. That's really amazing. And uh, yeah, I guess so relate to some of the steps you took in your journey as well with climbing the corporate ladder and then realizing that, uh, yeah, you're dependent, you're dependent on other people to tell you um, how much, you know, the value you bring to the marketplace and all of that. So venturing out on your own as an entrepreneur is definitely something that uh, took me a while to also wrap my mind around. But uh, yeah, I haven't looked back ever since because you get to create, you get to build the, the thing that 
uh, you always probably wanted and then every day your vision expands so it's just that beautiful journey that um, connects those those two things um, so when you start your podcast so how did that how did your podcast evolve or you know how did the I guess what I'm asking is how did the journey from starting your podcast help you with your endeavors in your business as well so the podcast was probably one of the hardest, healthiest things that I ever did. Um, mm. So when it started, we were like, hey, let's just uh, use it to bring business insights to entrepreneurs. That was our focus. That, those were our parameters within the show. And as we started um, putting out content and as we started bringing guests on the show, we started realizing, hey, we have some real value here. Like, this is actually really cool. What if we were to start business consulting? And so we, down the road, ended up with business clients. And Devin has a, a marketing agency as well. And so the podcast was kind of the, became a vehicle for both of us. And we started to develop and grow. And as that progressed, my vision of what the podcast was, was continually evolving because it kept bringing new opportunities to us. The more guests that we had, the more people we interacted with, the work that it made me do allowed me to open up my doors of opportunity to a worldwide network. After the business consulting, we realized that entrepreneurs tend to want things instead of what they need. And so what they were wanting was different from what they needed. And what we realized was that personal development was the number one lacking thing in entrepreneurs in order for them to keep growing their mindset, changing their habits, their structure, uh, their family life, their, their home life, whether they were married or not. And so we started implementing a lot more personal development programming into not just the podcast, but our programs outside of that as well. And then we finally just paved in the sense of no matter who we talked to, whether it was potential clients, whether it was network, whether it was shows like this, same topic kept coming up. Tell me about your podcast. I've always been interested in a podcast. I'm not really curious about podcasting. And... So we just said, you know what, what if we just create a podcast program, a program that teaches people how to start, maintain, and build a sustainable model for their business using podcasting? And we never looked back. Mm, wow. I love that story. And it's so true because it's happened uh, It's happened to me as well. You know, it's just uh, another channel in your business is how you connect with your ideal audience. And it can open up the door for so many opportunities for sure. And Plus, then you start enjoying the art of interviewing and, and you learn so much from one another. It's amazing. It's like that's why I call mine the masterclass, because every conversation is a masterclass. You're learning um, something from another, the other guest and you kind of brainstorm ideas back and forth, whether you do a solo show or a guest, um, you know, uh, you invite people on your show. I think it's a whole lot uh, very, very healthy and productive to um, to build that know, like, and trust. And it's great, great for branding. So that would be my next question to you, especially because you are, you know, um, the expert in this area with podcasting. How do we know what strategy and podcast model to follow? There's so many, right? You do a solo show. How do we start monetizing it? How do we use the, our podcast as a brain builder a brand builder and also monetize it in other ways as well. And what models should we follow? Okay. So there's, there's definitely a few topics here and I'm, I'm going to ramble through them and then you can pick them apart. So I'll give you the, the, the Coles notes version. Um, 
when starting a podcast specifically, especially because we're talking to entrepreneurs predominantly uh, in this conversation, you need clarity. If you don't have clarity in what you're doing, who your audience is, who your client base is, and why you're starting your show, it's you're not ready. And it doesn't mean that that is a year down the road. It just sit down for a weekend and become really, really clear. So that's number one. If you're not clear, you will not have any success no matter what model you implement. You have to know who you're talking to. And you have to know what they want, what they want to hear. So I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one example of somebody who knew their audience really well. And it's not related to podcasting. But the Guinness Book of World Records, the book itself, the, the model, the empire, was created by the beer company Guinness. And it was created to put in pubs as conversation starter and debate enders, I guess, uh, argument solvers uh, in a book that people could come together and bring community. Now, the reason that that book went so big and became an empire is because they knew their clients. They knew who their consumer was and they knew that they liked to sit at the pub and argue. And so they played on that. Podcasting is no different than that. So if you know your audience well, you can create a topic. Maybe it's not even about your business. Maybe it's about a topic that your consumer base is extremely intrigued by. So that's where that's where you have to really be clear on what you're doing. Now you can build a model. So now going into building, whether you want to go solo or interview. Now, solo podcasts are probably the most difficult. And, and the reason being is no matter how good you think you know a topic, let's say that you're an expert on ice cream. Like we're talking a sustainable model. We're talking like hundreds of episodes, even if they're a half hour. Can you talk that long by yourself about ice cream? Ice cream. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can, maybe. But can you be interesting? Can you be engaging? And can you bring value? Where, where does that line in the sand end? And so solo, you have to be very clear and, and you would have to, I have yet to see when you look at the top, let's say top 100 podcasts in the world, I have yet to see one that's solo. Mm. And, and there's a reason for that. So let's, let's use the name Joe Rogan for a minute. I, I like picking on him. Joe Rogan has one of the most successful podcasts in the world. He is an interview-based structure because people are not listening for three hours to hear Joe Rogan. They might like him and support him, but they're there for the guest. They're there to listen to Elon. They're there to listen to Jordan Peterson. They're there to listen to Robert Malone. That's who they're listening to. And so he recognized that, hey, let's bring people to a studio that people want to listen to. He knows his audience. Mm. So, and he, he is, he is the epitome of the best interviewer, I think yet that we've ever seen because he asks questions that the consumer wants to know, mm -hmm. ask these, he doesn't do it to inflate his ego. He doesn't ask questions that everyone's like, I don't really care about that question. He asks the raw and dirty questions that you and me want to ask. So when we're doing a, a structure in an interview style. Yes, we want organic conversation. That's the premise of podcasting. But your questions should be thought out in the sense of what does my audience want to find out from this guy? Or what value can this person bring to my audience? Ask those questions. So those are two big factors when it comes to the success and sustainability of a podcast. 
So Mitch, let me stop you there. I love everything you shared so far and how you're laying, laying it out in steps, right? Because I think that's much more clear for the audience listening as well. When it, So is it okay to do a mix? You do a solo show and then you do your guests, right? That you bring on because that brings in more variety and obviously you're adding more value with each episode as your podcast grows. Would you? Yeah, I think a hybrid if you're not comfortable or, or you're not set up or, or maybe you just don't know how to do a major guest acquisition, like it's a lot of work to do a proper guest acquisition. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of people on, on the groups, like the one that we met, but there's lots of other groups like that. And I've seen people just post, I need a guest for tonight. Mine canceled. That's not bringing a high value guest to your audience. That's you saying I'm desperate to fill time slots and it would be more worthwhile to make your audience wait and have a high value guest than to fill a time slot and waste their time because your audience doesn't owe you anything. They don't owe you their time. They're gifting you their time. So make the most of it. And so that's where I think being comfortable enough to have a solo show, but bring in guests gives you a sustainable model, but you have to you have to be so clear on your topic that you're bringing value every time when you don't have a guest. We do a co-host show uh, for our main show. It's me and my co-host. So we've done shows without guests. But what we started realizing was even with all the brain power that we have together, the shows with guests are still better. So mm -hmm. we've really, really went that model. And what we do is we just record so that we always have some in the bank. So that if there wasn't a guest or we couldn't find the right fit, we're still pumping out content. Yeah. And is that that's important as well, right? To stay consistent and to create content, right? So people can keep coming back to, to your show. Well, what are yeah. your thoughts about that? And also marketing wise, how is it that people can grow their show, right? Because that's another challenge. You're not the only podcast <laughs> in, in all the other podcasts uh, that are available now. And it's so easy now to start one that, you know, anyone can be out there. So how do you differentiate that? So uh, there, okay. there's, there's a couple of mindsets that we have to break. And in the podcast community, this has, so let's, let's clarify the podcast community just for a second to put some context in here. Podcasting is new. And, and people are you say, well, it's been around for, you know, had listened to the same podcast for five, six years. That is new. Uh, an industry that is broken out and is less than 10 years old, like there's still so much growth and evolution that's going to happen within podcasting. And because everybody does have access and has the tools to podcast, especially through COVID, it basically set us up to podcast. We got mics, we got mm -hmm. computers, we got yeah. cameras, we got lights. And now it's like, well, I might as well just record myself. And so that's what started happening. But what has happened now is the same as any industry that grows. Like here in Canada, we have the cannabis industry. Well, it became kind of the Wild West. Everyone and their dog got licenses and everyone opened up stores. And eight, nine months later, stores started closing down because it got saturated. And then those that were successful and had good models, well, they flourished and the others went. And that's what's happening in podcasting. The statistics show right now that over 50% of started podcasts don't last six months. And out of those podcasters, mm -hmm. 50% of those don't last four episodes. So what's, what's breaking those barriers? And the biggest thing is 
the myths. People don't understand podcasting. Just because you can drive a car doesn't make you, you know, a NASCAR quality driver. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you're good at it yet. You need to be trained. You need to be coached. You need to learn the art. And that's where there's a disconnect in the community right now is nobody is actually learning the art. They're kind of just floundering around looking at what mics to use or what camera to use, but nobody's talking about content. Or even probably repurpose their content from other channels and just calling it a podcast. <laughs> so the definition of podcast right now, everyone thinks, oh, if you have a YouTube channel with a mic, that's a podcast. It's not. It's not a podcast. A podcast is by definition an audio stream. The fact that we have the technology and the ability and the platforms to use video to market it and push it out, cool. That's a big bonus. Right. But at the end of the day, it's an audio form content. So that's what we have to focus on as podcasters is our audio quality, our clarity of speech, our conversation. It's, it's, like, it's like the better version of radio, ultimately. This is what radio should have been 20 years ago. And it's so it's unfortunate. So there's a couple myths that have to be broken in order to be successful and even start talking about branding or marketing. And one of them is followers are not as as important as you think. Mm -hmm. So we have we have been bombarded by platforms like TikTok and Facebook and Instagram that, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers is the only way to success a million followers and you've made it. You haven't made crap all yet. You haven't because maybe from a popularity standpoint but podcasting is not a popularity game it's a strategy so you know I, i'm not harping on people that dance on tiktok but pretty girls who dance on tiktok can get a million followers a lot easier than i can but what's the what's the goal yeah are they actually benefiting maybe they'll get a sponsor but as soon as the followers disappear or they don't keep up with their content they lose the sponsorship like it's it's such a finicky scenario but in podcasting if you have a hundred listeners, if you have a thousand listeners, are they the right listeners? And that's where you can target with podcasting. I would rather have a hundred listeners that buy my products, that support me, oh, that yeah. are in my network, than a million followers who just happen to find me on scrolling. So I agree on that. Mm -hmm. We have to change our concept that social media has embedded in us. Podcasting is not about width. It's about depth. So that's where, and that's what goes back to our original conversation about clarity. We have to have to be clear on who we're serving because us, for example, our show is about entrepreneurs. We don't get a million listeners because entrepreneurs are a select percentage out well, of niche. demographic. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to target those entrepreneurs and really get to the value. And out of those entrepreneurs, we may only be applicable to a certain percentage of those. So, we really ignore the following. We ignore the listens and we say, let's just focus right now on quality content because the connections that we have made have not come from our listeners. They've come from our guests. And those opportunities that have opened doors from us are the guests that have sat there for an hour with us and said, after the show stopped recording, said, you guys got something here. What, what can we do together? Yep. Absolutely. The relationship aspect that you get to 
do as you have conversations like this once you learn more about one another it's just the the power of networking goes back to that so, so i let's I take love back. Your perspective on, on uh, quality versus quantity because i speak very often about that i've grown my successful business on quality not on the millions of people and followers right that business okay. model we can grow that as we grow the business right Absolutely. depending on what phase and stage you are in you have to be very laser focused on what your goals are yeah. Look at a company like Rolls-Royce. Do they produce the same amount of cars as Ford? No. No. But they don't need to. They make more money. <laughs> like their cars are like you know, a million dollars. <laughs> because they service a certain demographic and they really hone in on their clients. Ford goes to the masses. So you have to decide what, what are you? Are you a commodity type product or are you a niche product? So mm -hmm. that's where it goes back to clarity. I think now is a really good time to go into branding because this this is so, so important. So especially because we're talking about using podcasting for businesses. I'm going to use the example of, of razors, uh, like shaving. When you watch a TV commercial for Gillette or Schick, they they put on this fancy show and this guy shaves so smooth, so smooth. In fact, that this beautiful blonde tennis player comes in and kisses him on the cheek. That's how smooth this razor leaves him. But when I'm shopping to fur razor, do I think back to that commercial and, and expect some model to come in and give me a kiss because I use that razor? Is that why I'm going to buy it? Or am I going to buy it? Because when I was talking with my buddies, we we're watching the game. And they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, I need razors. I got to shave. He's like, yeah, I just bought this and I like it. Cool. That's what I'm going to go buy. The lended credibility overruled the fancy advertisement brand awareness. So lended credibility is the number one success for businesses. How do you get lended credibility? Well, you need people to take a risk on you. How do you get people to take a risk on you? Well, they need lended credibility. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? In podcasting, the beautiful thing is you build your own. People can listen to you and you're building your own street credibility. Your lended credibility is yourself. And then they trust you and they buy your product. So it's not about, in that instance, it's not about monetizing off the screen. It's monetizing your self so for example there's a there was a, a car dealership here in our city that had a podcast is everyone listening to that show going to run out and buy a car that day no but if the podcast is done properly and it's talking about topics that people like and trust you they come to you guess when they are in the market for a car guess who gets first opportunity hands down it's the person they've been listening to for the past six months course yeah that is they built their own lended credibility and and maybe they won't make the sale but that's up to their sales team but the podcast did its job in getting people to say hey those guys i like them i trust them you, you if you trust somebody you will never buy anywhere else you're not talking about price you will never go somewhere else trust cannot be bought it has to be earned so how do you earn people's trust 
you have to you have to communicate you have to engage with them you have to build the relationships that's how trust is earned and this is a great way to to do that and and uh do it on your show as well well mitch i mean uh so much great uh, wisdom i'm just listening very intensively i love all the information you share so far and i really hope the audience will also walk away and take away um a lot of great nuggets from our conversation for sure um at the end we've actually reached the end of the show and i would actually ask you what is it what is it that framework wise you offer in your program for people so what are the specifics of the work that you do with helping them i guess start all the way from beginning is that what you do help them start yes. the podcast all the way to so we're kind of our, our big campaign product right now is specifically designed for people that haven't started a podcast but are really wanting to and just don't and are lost right they they they're like i got the mic i don't know what to do from here second would be people that maybe maybe they've broken the six month fresh threshold maybe they haven't but they're kind of running into those consistent roadblocks that that brings you i'm i'm plateauing or I'm, I'm getting tired of editing or I'm doing. And so we give you those tools through that program so that you can do it yourself. From there, we have other services we can do right from a turnkey podcast where you show up, record, and you don't have to worry ever again or, you know, anything in between. But right now, our program that we're really pushing out there, we wanted to bring a low cost program so that more people could have more people could attain the information and the and the one on ones, not one on ones, but smaller group sessions, and that they could actually have the tools to do it themselves, because to pay someone to do full production is is out of reach for most people, unless you have a marketing budget. So what we wanted to do is say, hey, at a, at a low cost, let's give you everything you need. Along the way, you can come back to us, but at least now you're set up to do a proper sustainable podcast. And that was kind of our mission. And so that's what we we do. We teach them audio in a nutshell, kind of a condensed version for that initial, but it's audio, speaking, coaching, um, editing tips and tricks, marketing, monetization, all of that kind of within that 30 day program. Mm, well, yeah, it seems like it's jam packed and it has all the steps because a lot of people start podcasting, as you also mentioned, in many different avenues and ways. And I don't think they always have all the steps to how to package it all together because it is its own product. I also see my show as its own product, right? It takes effort, takes energy, takes planning. So all of that, um, you know, knowing what you're doing behind it and the vision behind why you want to start and how you want to grow it and have it grow with your business as well. I think it's really important to have that guidance uh, that you guys have put together uh, as far as your program. Well, uh, Mitch, I usually ask my guests at the end a final message uh, for our audience of entrepreneurs and also corporations, business leaders that are listening um, that you want to share with them and also where is it that people can continue the conversation with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it kind of podcast themed. If, if you're a business and you want to reach the masses and you don't want to get buried, podcasting is still a very raw open and big opportunity from a marketing campaign it can actually replace an entire marketing strategy and so it's such a beautiful product that you can package with the right strategy and right team and you know we we love to do that for businesses corporations or anyone that wants to, to do a trial trial run with it um as far as reaching us uh we've got our, our website's probably our best uh one to go the perspective 
you can contact us there. But we're also on all the platforms for the Perspective Podcast, TikTok, LinkedIn, you name it. Um, Facebook. And uh, and yeah, we'll definitely definitely get back to you. But even just kind of that introductory 101, even a business, send someone into the class, get an overview, and then you can decide, is that the right fit you know, for, for a model for your business? Absolutely. Well, yeah, there you have it. Go check out Mitch's website and get familiar with his work and all the other amazing stuff he has going on for sure. And Mitch, it was such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for all the amazing wisdom you share with us today. And uh, we will part together with another show, but don't forget to, again, support the podcast, right? That's what we talked about today. It's important to uh, leave us a review and also share the podcast with other entrepreneurs. Um, because if you find value, I'm sure there's someone else that's going to find value from this amazing conversation. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Join me for a high-level VIP strategy day where we will map your high-level business strategy between all your branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team, and you will walk away with a very clear plan for your business for the upcoming years to come for you to build on. One of the things that most entrepreneurs are missing is the one-stop shop for business strategy where you are connecting all the dots in your business and you can rest assured that you are staying focused and working on your business priorities at all times. Reach out to me, connect to see if you are interested in a high-level VIP strategy day, and I'll give you more details. Thanks so much.